0: I was just telling your brother about a party tonight, but he passed, so... Um,
1: yes. Love that journey for me.
0: Johnny starts pounding the pavement on the process of selling the town, and David and Alexis explore their newfound social lives in Shit's Creek. You're listening to The Shit List, and today we're unpacking Season 1, Episode 2, The Drip.
1: Well, hello, you. <laughs>
0: Hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. We're back. If you, I mean, if you've joined us again, thank you. Thank you so much for giving us another try. Um, We're really excited to be here for our second episode, right? I
1: know. This is a little bizarre because technically we're recording this before the first episode has released. It's coming out in a few days. So we're still in that bubble of like... We've made it public that the episode is coming, but we have we yet to get any like, public like us. <laughs> input. So we have no idea. We're in this safety bubble, <laughs> ignorance is bliss situation. Next week so, we'll we'll have maybe more feedback we can respond to. But I actually
0: I actually want to open with that because I do want to address um if you if you listen to our first episode, thank you. Definitely. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you thank um you. and thank you for coming back. Mm-hmm. Um I just want to put it out there that that episode is is a little bit different and that there's a lot of intro stuff about us and how we watch the show and so now like going forward okay First of all, apologies <laughs> for how many times I said like in the first podcast. I'm now wearing a shot collar that I borrowed from a friend, and yeah. Stephanie has the button. I, all the way and from every, Cincinnati,
1: can buzz every, her. Yeah.
0: Every time I say the word like when it's not in a good context, she's going to zap me because that yeah. is embarrassing.
1: So and That is how we learn.
0: Mm, so we're new to this, so I'm going to try my <laughs> best not to get shocked today. But in Anyway...
1: The- Yeah. In the meantime, just remember we're learning and having fun at the same time, and we hope you're having fun. And thank you for coming back if you are back, and if so, uh, And if you're here for the first time, you should probably go back and listen to the first episode. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, very good. Do them
1: in chronological Um, order; it will be easier for you. So yeah, I just I want to put it out there that
0: first episode. I think I think if you would agree, it'd be a little bit longer than most of our episodes might
1: be. Definitely.
0: Um, Just because it has that intro episode. So Mm -hmm. going forward, like Stephanie said, we're recording before we release the previous episode. And hopefully we'll get on a schedule and we don't have to do that. Yes. Um, Because audience participation is definitely, I think, something we both want to be a big part of this. So if you're going to respond to anything in this episode, just know that right now it's going to be responded to in Two episodes. There we go. Until we get a better recording. Until we, yeah.
1: Until we catch up. Yeah, and maybe eventually and then, we'll just do like live broadcasts. Who knows? It,
0: yeah, I don't know. We about get that. so we'll good see. that we
1: no editing required, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. All right, and also,
0: oh, go ahead. Oh, no, wait. One more difference is okay. that we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna jump right into the episode, and then also. Each week, you're going to notice one of us is taking the lead. Um, right. We've kind of handed off episodes. We definitely made it so that we each are kind of doing our favorite of the season. And then this particular season, it just happens to be that we're alternating. It might not always be the case. But today, I'm going to take the lead and we're going to dive into episode two, the drip. So All
1: right, let's do it. Roll up our Are sweeps. you ready? Stephanie? I'm so ready. I've got my water shoes on. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> Your waiters.
1: My waiters.
0: Yes. Um yeah so I I just I'll start with the cold open. Okay. Um this is definitely one of my favorites and one of the most iconic cold opens. You see we open on Johnny just getting rained on and there's a disgusting <laughs> disgusting sludge drip in the ceiling and the first thing he does is wake up Moira and it's so funny because is
1: it blood? <laughs> it blood. And I
0: feel like I was just watching this. I feel like her reaction to the brown sludge was way worse than if it had been blood. <laughs> oh, Like she's so completely repulsed by the, the blood. And I was just dying watching this again. I'm like, what would she have done? There was a like, okay. Uh, but I'm thinking, what would she have done if it was just blood? Would she have been more okay with that? Because the way she reacted was over the top. Um, Maybe she's been and, in
1: situations where there has been blood and that I don't know. is more familiar to We don't they have complicated backstories that we're just starting to now. Yeah,
0: we have no unpack. clue about.
1: No. So who knows?
0: Um but then Johnny busts into the kids' room and we see <laughs> what I think is one of the best pajama outfits in the history of television. Um it's a it's a nightshirt, it's a nightgown and that's a not the men's issue. A nice nightgown. Do they sell these? Is my first
1: question. Do they sell these?
0: I I should have looked this up on Amazon. Where can I buy these? Should I get one for Joe?
1: Oh my gosh! Um, please do.
0: <laughs> get a I'll get a picture. So he might
1: love it. You don't know. You, uh, might, you might love it. I don't um, know. So Johnny is wearing, as you were explaining, what David calls an Ebenezer Scrooge esque Ebenezer Scrooge vibe. Yes, night shirt. Sure. Um. And it's just he just busts in. He's like, "Get
0: pack your bags. We're getting out." It's like, "Where are you gonna go, Johnny? What you're just gonna leave? You're gonna pack up and leave? It's six a.m. Like, where are you gonna go?" Um, proverbial shot collar again. I just can't stop. You just
1: gotta. It'll you'll get better with time. <laughs> so don't let it get in your head. Um, my
0: my first topic of discussion is pajama fashion because it's so in your face, and this mm-hmm. is cold open. Um, yes. you see. Johnny in his nightshirt, Moira in her formals, her three-piece
1: pajamas, three-piece suit
0: formals with an occasional brooch. Like, oh, yes, David is you can't really see what he's wearing for pajamas. He's covered up, but he's always going forward and like long sweatpants or like T-shirts, sweaters, wearing a hat sometimes. And then Alexis is in your stereotypical like satin matching PJ set, just like princess pajamas. For sure. That's definitely an occasion. So I want to ask you, what is (gasps) your pajama fashion, Stephanie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) My pajama fashion. Wow. We're getting personal. Mm. Um, It definitely depends. We're getting intimate. We are. It depends on the climate for sure. Living in the Midwest region, we experience really hot seasons, really cold I am sort of all over the place with pajamas, I will admit. I do have the occasional Alexis E matching set. Matchy, matchy. Matchy, matchy. But honestly, nine times out of ten, I have this one grandma, Moo Moo, that I actually... Like, it's a little Johnny in this. Yeah, I mean, it's like... And it's really hot in the summer. You just don't want anything clinging to your body. Just like let it flow. Wear a tent. I don't, I sympathize with Johnny. I get it. They're really comfortable. Okay. I could not imagine sleeping in a vest like Moira. Like I get really mm, like, that's
0: very constrained. Constraint. I can't like, be
1: constrained. I can't even wear socks when I sleep because just I don't wear anything I can't, I can't do it. Too so hot. I would on the spectrum of uh, the Rose family pajamas, I think I align more with Johnny in this situation.
0: How about you? I uh okay, I'm the opposite. Although I'm a hot sleeper. I do not like to be constrained like Moira. There's no way I could wear that. That's too many layers, too no. many things going on. I am a hot sleeper. What I normally resort to no matter the time of year is either like a cotton pair of like plaid pajama pants or shorts and like a t-shirt. I will say as a hot sleeper, I wish I could do the muumuu or even like a strappy neg- negligee, <laughs> but here's Let the me- thing. Go ahead. Let me just say, I I have tried those and I cannot wear them because literally every time I do, I have dreams all night about showing up pantsless in any place, <laughs> school, work, the grocery store. I The quality temperature of sleep I would get is very much outnumbered by the terrible dreams yeah. so I can't wear that shit that is ever so,
1: that's so interesting
0: <laughs> So how bizarre that's I'm I'm constrained to pants but nothing so okay. tight as like a pants suit like Moira yeah. so I do want to do a poll this week I think of uh, what people think yeah. is the more ridiculous the the night shirt from Johnny or the three-piece vest and bottom from Moira. Brooch.
1: can you imagine sleeping with a brooch and rolling over on I that feel like thing? I would stab you myself could puncture a lung like you're just I asking mean, for trouble. The, so just asking for trouble. So yeah, that's how we
0: open the show. And I thought it was pretty pretty fun way to mm-hmm. open. Definitely. Um, tell us what your pajama fashion is, you know. Keep the nudity out of it, though. I'll say that.
1: Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> um so anyway, before we leave the cold open, I just want to point out two of David's iconic lines <laughs> when Johnny Johnny asks, like, what's the name of the mouthy kid? The mouth, the mouth at the front desk. And one of his iconic lines is, I don't know, I'm trying very hard not to connect with people right now. This <laughs> shows like his reluctancy to like fit
1: into this town. But isn't that a great setup for his little arc in this episode, I think, by the time we get to the end? It is. He's trying
0: hard, but I don't think he's he is, very successful. But he's
1: trying, and that's something. And then
0: the very first line of the show that I remember ever making me laugh out loud, my best to Bob Cratchit, Iconic. <laughs> I want a Christmas sweater. That
1: was it. a runner up for our own. Like we're personalizing yes. our episodes for these podcasts. Um, Very close. Taking like up. our favorite line from each episode. And that was a close runner up. Absolutely. Honorable, anyway. honorable mention. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So, so Johnny like leaves the hotel room mm-hmm. after getting dressed. You assume it's, it's 6am according to David. And then he yeah. gets his day started. He goes down to Stevie and he's so freaking rude. Like I just can't, I I am repulsed by him in this moment. I'm like, how rude can you be? He's banging, the bell doesn't work. He's banging, he's yelling service. This bell is broken. Get me a plumber. It's just so, It's again, it's what makes people so reluctant to even want to watch this show.
1: This is, I think, who was last week sort of our... Alexis was my least favorite last week. Johnny is definitely, he takes the cake for like the worst of the yeah. this week in terms of his attitude and how he treats other people. Yep. Yeah.
0: And clearly still so out of touch. Like he's ordering room service. Why? You oh, yes. you were just schooled on the fact that this was a motel.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why are you thinking they and have room service? And then when Stevie offers him the uh, complimentary espresso bar, he says, I would rather, rather drink, drink the pipe water. The pipe water <laughs> after he just complained of being dripped on by said pipe water. Well, what, we don't know um, where that water is coming from. But.
0: Do you ever order room service when you're in a hotel?
1: Um, Not really. Although I've been at a hotel once and it was a pretty nice hotel. This was in Chicago uh, years ago and it was a pretty nice hotel and there was room service that other people had ordered. And then like they just put their trays out in the hall when they're done. Those trays were there for like they never come and like clean like them. Like well up. over like twelve to eighteen hours. That's, like walking that's through a common thing. Like I think an obstacle course over
0: like dodging yes. trays and
1: yes, gross. So no I feel I- like
0: I've seen that a lot in hotels with thing? room service. They never come and yeah. pick them up. In um, Mexico and Cancun for our um, anniversary Ooh, that we went yes. to, the resort had. These like little secret doors, like in between the doors. So if you ordered room service, you didn't even need to like answer the door. They just opened it, put it in like almost like a dumb waiter, but like it didn't go up and down, you know? Okay. And so we would just order a bunch of room service. Just like it a would pass through sitting.
1: through the yeah, door? Yeah. Yeah. It That's would be just of, like a isn't pass that through. How they, or we would
0: stick our dishes out there when we were done too.
1: Isn't that how they like feed prisoners in solitary confinement? Like they just like <laughs> <I guess. laughs> a little, a little pocket door?
0: Yeah. Something like that. But, I mean, they weren't sliding a tray under the door with a piece of toast right. and water on it.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. not. Um,
0: but we did the last night. Actually, one of the best things they had at the resort, the very last night we were there, everyone came to our room. There was like six of us, seven of us in the room. And the one of the best things we ate the whole time we were there were the room service chicken Caesar salads. And they were different. They were different than anything else you could get anywhere else. We ordered seven of those things. And all had chicken Caesar salad,
1: still wow. like eating in the
0: room at like midnight. So that was probably the most memorable room service I've ever had.
1: Love that journey for you. Love that journey.
0: Um. So yeah, Johnny's disgusting in this opening scene, and and now we will come back to Alexis, and she's in bed, and she's just you know still hung up on Stavros. Who are these janky women? He told me he would never date a girl with a toe ring. Why (laughs) is that relevant to your relationship? I'm not sure. But this is like a big highlight of how crappy social media makes situations. Mm -hmm. She can't get away from him, you know? No. I mean, she could unfollow, but is she going to?
1: No, we established last week that you've never had to deal with exes in your past. But I will say as someone who has had a spattering of X's. that the social media spattering. aftermath is definitely something that you have to like approach. Like if you it's end drama, on, it's drama, even when you're trying not to make it, because if you're trying to end on like amicable terms, there's still that moment where like, okay, do I unfollow? Unfla- do I keep following? Would I ever like another one of their posts? I kind of do like a, I slither, like I just kind of slither. <laughs> I slither away, <laughs> like give it a week. <laughs> quietly unfollow hope they don't notice uh never have I had to block I don't think but um it's just not healthy like you don't need to look at if you're moving on like move on don't look at the other person's social media like or even keep them
0: as a contact
1: yeah I don't know it's just it's not productive the perils of social media and can
0: you imagine navigating it as like a teenager and so i mean we're adults i'm not i think the same is like so dumb
1: too like the the term facebook official came about like when people like why would an app need you to put your relationship status but that was such an early thing i remember and then it was like okay we're making it facebook official like OMG (laughs) "OMG, so dumb and it just like who cares who needs to know that about you I don't I don't need to know and then if you break up it becomes so transparent and public because then you have to change your status right and now you have to suddenly tell your life story to someone
0: who normally would not have known anyway
1: or care is how I feel right I suddenly they do following when I was on Facebook which has been a couple years but like unwillingly but nevertheless following the relationship saga of like former high school classmates like through like relationships and then suddenly they're like talking about they're on rocky terms and then they're separated and then they're divorced but still friends and they have kids I'm like well I don't need to know any of this about you
0: you know what's really fun is when you're a wedding videographer and you
1: Oh yeah, do Katie's your own uh, research. Her other other job is she's a wedding videographer. That's why she knows about okay, all this I'm re- technology I'm, retire- stuff.
0: I'm retiring soon. But yes. I have found out just not even through official announcements, but just through pictures. Like some of our couples, I will say to Joe, I'm like, I don't think they're together anymore. Like maybe it's not an official announcement or you don't see the Facebook official like split up, but in pictures and in city locations and stuff, suddenly. And it's people I you never thought. I put the pieces I, together.
1: And... I put
0: the pieces. I'm like a detective. A detective, and I put the pieces together. And now I know the truth. And I wonder who got my video in the end.
1: <laughs> who got custody of the the wedding video? Who got custody
0: of <laughs> it. Did, did they burn it? I mean, was it amicable? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um. Yes. So. The next, you know, we're going to see Johnny really set the wheels in motion of, of selling this town. That's their goal. You know, he's motivated they, now more than ever. Um, Yeah, he's motivated. It's He's completely disgusted by this hotel, which I mean, really is the only thing besides the cafe that they've even seen of the town. It's a hellhole. We're getting out. That's what he says. So his goal in this episode is to sell the town. What's the first step? Well, he's got to meet a real estate agent. He's got a list of town, which first of all, is there anyone out there that can tell me what the f it means to own a town?
1: Is this town, is owning the town to own the a land? town, but nobody pays you rent to live in? What's said the town? point of owning it? Like, this wouldn't is that what be a understand. profitable investment? Because people are—that's what I was thinking. Why land? are they
0: not making money on this? I don't know. Um,
1: and when do they he bought own, it, like, do they own like the public areas of the town? Like, I—I the-
0: I don't know. Somebody out there, please. Are you anybody, a real estate does anybody
1: expert? Anybody else own a town? Are you a real estate us? expert?
0: Do you know what this means? Please tell us. Yeah. And speaking of real estate experts, oh
1: yes. We meet oh, our next
0: to- we meet our next townie. Yes. Ray. Ray Butani.
1: Sweet, sweet he, Ray.
0: He's another uh B list kind of tier three character, I would mm-hmm. say. He's gonna, you're gonna see him throughout the show. He is again with like I said last time with these tier three characters, these these extras that are always constant repeats on the show, your first impression is something you're going to see throughout the entire series. And his is his big shtick is he loves telling Johnny about how he used to have money, but he doesn't anymore. <laughs> but
1: He, <does laughs> he always with, wants
0: to remind he him. He does
1: it with a smile on his face and just the cheeriest tone in his voice. I don't. Yeah. I like he's, Ray. He, I, oh, I like
0: Ray too. I, he just
1: is. He is not
0: subtle in throwing shade. Like, hey, you used to all. be rich, haha. Ha, now you're not. And he. Yeah.
1: That's the first uh, first words that come out of his mouth. So. But Johnny is a dick to him when Ray shows he up. He is such he's a dick. Just dick a once a few again. Minutes late, doesn't even shake his hand. He's like, you're Are late. You, and then Moira you're late. at least. Moira at least shakes Ray's hand. And I was like, well, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was It's again like Johnny is not a lovable person in this episode. He
1: does not understand that hospitality, and this is going to come up later in the episode for him. Like that's his biggest struggle right now. Is he can't get past his own needs and frustrations to under like despite being a businessman for years, he's not being a very good businessman right now. He doesn't understand right. hospitality. He's still above them. He's so above and, and demanding. And I now will say.
0: Of the Rose family, I think overall he's the more grounded and not above people, but he still is, thinks he is. Do you know what I mean? Like he's
1: out of touch, I think is the thing. Out
0: of touch, yeah. yes. I wrote that in my notes several times. Very mm-hmm. out of touch. Yes. Um I mean they all so, are to yeah. a degree,
1: but when it comes to business and yeah, talking to people, he's having no. a hard time. Um
0: I think now I wanna just kinda of acknowledge if you you know, if you were here our first episode, you know we were lucky enough to have a sponsor. Um oh yes. I, I don't know how people got wind of this, but we're lucky enough once again to have someone jump on and support us. Oh um, you don't we're say. so fortunate. I don't think <laughs> podcasts get sponsors this early on without even advertising, really.
1: Oh. No, um this is so, so unusual.
0: And not a huge following. We have 42 followers on Instagram as of today. And so two I don't of them know. are us,
1: so technically we I don't have 40 know.
0: 40. I don't know how these people found out about us, but we're really just really grateful. Um, so I think we're going to throw it to our our sponsor for this episode and take a quick break and we'll be back with you soon.
1: Perfect. This episode is brought to you by Ray Butani Real Estate. Are you in need of housing? Maybe investment opportunities? Family or intimate portraits? Or perhaps a one-of-a-kind Christmas tree? Well, look no further than Ray Butani Real Estate. With limited and exclusive offerings in the charming town of Schitt's Creek, Ray, an expert in small space realty, knows just where to find that perfect third floor penthouse unit. Or perhaps you're looking for a one-bed room apartment which perfectly fits one bed. Although bunk beds can be fun too if you're looking for a roommate. Whatever your needs may be, let Ray help you find the perfect place. And when it's time to move on to the great beyond, Ray offers special surge packages for post-mortem estate sale auctions. Ray is truly the jack-of-all-trades of Schitt's Creek. So call Ray today! Prices and all promotions refer to elevated prices due to high demand of an ever dwindling inventory. Christmas trees, photos, and investments are non-refundable. Well, hey, okay, so we're much. back. Yeah, thank oh you, my Ray. Gosh. Such Ray a generous Butani,
0: Real Deal Real Estate. So I told you nice I like of you him. to support us. He's I, a sweetheart. yeah, he's a great guy. Thank you for supporting us, Ray. Yes, thank we'll be you, sure guys. to look for your next podcast episode also. Absolutely. Um, so jumping back in here, I just want to talk about, um, you know, we see our first glimpse of friendship between Davey, David and Stevie. I almost mm-hmm. said Davy and Steven. <laughs> but um she, you know, she comes across him outside and he she invites him to this he she invites him to a tailgate party, which I don't expect in a million years for David to know what a tailgate party is. Um, but if you grew up in the country, small town USA, like I did, it's clear what a tailgate party is.
1: Absolutely.
0: You were going to say something.
1: Well, I'm gonna. I was going to say that she invited him after he told her, and this was the first compliment he's given to anybody or anything since they came to sound, And he said that he thinks she's funny because she made a snarky joke, and he's now yep. like, he likes down the that world. sarcasm. He likes the sarcasm, and then loves she invites it. him. Yeah,
0: that's all I was going to say. Um, so his response is um, you know, he's. He He's flat out says I'm not really in the mood to be a victim of a hate crime tonight. Mm-hmm. And I think that just pins this assumption on every small town, USA town, like that everyone there is, you don't, you don't know David's sexual orientation at this point. It's not given, but you can make your assumptions, right? But based on that comment, you know, obviously you can just see that everyone makes assumptions everywhere. And he is thinking he's not going to fit in here. No. So that was kind of, I kind of stood out to me. Um, and I think that a lot of people would assume that about Shits Creek, that they're not going to be welcoming of people who are different.
1: Right. Well, just think about, I mean, you said you, you know, you grew up in a small rural town. I've, I've lived in a couple different places, but you know, some of them more rural or at least more like what's the best way to say like, Less diverse, <laughs> we'll just put it like uh, that. Way. Right. Very prominently white communities. Um, some of them more kind like kind of out closed the off, no, not by any. Off, yeah. Um, small-minded, small minded, small. You At least this is again me judging, but like that's your impression is it small minded people who haven't seen a lot of the world or people who don't look or think or, you know, go to the same church they do in a lot of cases. And so you, it sometimes feels safe. You get a little jaded to make that judgment just off the bat because you've at least had enough experiences where that has been the case so right. you start to paint every situation that looks like that as being right you know, not inclusive or you know, and i will say unaccepting in some way knowing both of us and people we both
0: know like we know that's not always the case no. and luckily for david in this instance that's not mm-hmm. the case here either you'll soon learn to find out so yes. it's kind of cool it's the first kind of glimpse of you know, we'll eventually see like social life and shits Creek and how people react to each other. But I don't know, it was kind of a, like a line that stood out to me.
1: Definitely. Just, just
0: about making assumptions in general, just like we shouldn't Vocalizing do it, a judgment you know? that
1: I think we all probably had too, starting to right. watch the show about who right. these people probably are in this town.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So then, you know, Alexis interrupts this conversation and <laughs> She is still <laughs> stuck on Stavros and all of his Instagram babes mm-hmm, who are these mm-hmm. janky women again. Um, and so she gets, you know, her invite to the party because, she you know. She gets
1: an David, invite? None. She invites Well, <laughs> she said, is there a bar in
0: this town or are we some religio-cult town? And And, you know, Stevie's like, well, your brother passed, but I'm going to this party. And she's like. Yes.
1: Love that journey for me.
0: So she's in. But. She- you know, right away, you know, her motives are not good. She wants to, you know, she wants to have her own social media party with this Stavros guy. You know, she goes on to list her qualities is, in a man that she's looking for. <laughs>
1: so but it's like her. totally just revenge. Exactly. It's it's not revenge. anything post. That's actually helping her move on, as we'll soon discover.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, on the other side of town, you know, Moira and Johnny are working on selling this this yes. town and they have to get Roland to sign off on this listing. Right. So yes. Roland Ray makes that
1: very clear. Yes,
0: yes. Roland invites them for dinner, you know, come brush elbows with me. If you want my signature type thing, this is another instance where Roland is just, he's forcing friendship. He's you're going to be my friend, whether you like it or not.
1: But also he is forcing friendship, but he's also making Johnny making us realize that Johnny does not understand hospitality at this point because Johnny just wants to get right to business, sign the papers in the, you know, cafe and be done with it. And Roland's like, no, no, no. You're going to come over for dinner. We're going to sign this over dinner. Jocelyn's making her famous cheese ball or whatever it is. (laughs) Or aphrodisiac. Talk about
0: that in a second. (laughs) Um,
1: And he's like, this is just how we do business. We're friendly with, you know, our neighbors and Mm -hmm. they don't get that, nor do I think they want that because ultimately they don't want to be neighbors with these people they want to get out of this town so right. why be to be honest you,
0: they weren't friends with their last neighbors i'm sure you know no
1: well i'm glad you mentioned that because um we also it's a very quick line but we learned that david's friends pre shits creek are not keeping in touch with i mean most right. of the family will realize their former friends have abandoned them but there's a line earlier on that kind of indicates that David's friends were never that great to him, even when things were going right. well for the family. She,
0: Alexa says, um, I'm sorry, I don't buy my friends at modding, modeling calls or something like right. that. And he
1: says something about like his friends are just like giving him space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think that for me set the stage in this episode for David's really for the rest of this season and maybe beyond his social arc becomes really important and, and definitely to me because he already it's becoming clear that he already struggles socially prior to this change in the family's Mm -hmm. lives. And there's going to be a lot of times where this comes up where we really see him struggle with that. And I think the fact that he's now connecting with Stevie, even in such a small way by saying he thinks she's funny, Like that's a a big win for David in my book because Mm -hmm. Alexis is super bubbly. Even Moira doesn't have a problem talking to people. Johnny is just not aware of any sort of like social norms at this point, nor does he care. And then David makes me sad because I see the loneliness that he already Mm -hmm. deals with prior to all of this. And so I don't know. I'm a I'm a David, I'm a David David fan fan. for for those reasons. But Anyways, mm-hmm. That's and cool. that
0: I mean, like you said, that's gonna be something you see throughout the whole show like I don't think that gives anything away
1: Mm-mm.
0: um I think it just makes him pretty relatable actually Absolutely. for a lot of people. you have these yeah. like acquaintances, but are they really your friends so right um you know like you're you're my acquaintance I don't we do a podcast together it's strictly it is what it business. is it's strictly, strictly business, business, so you know that's how it is um <laughs> so,
1: so. You were saying Roland invites.
0: Oh, yeah. So roses. they invite them over for this crazy. Well, first, he wants the whole family to come. But, you know, Alexis has plans. David does make an appearance. Um, I have to laugh about the hors d'oeuvres. We just said the cheese yes. ball, like, um,
1: gross. It cheese it's an aphrodisiac. Cheese balls?
0: It, there's cheese, cheese puffs and a cheese ball. A lot of cheese at this meal. I was going to talk about there's that. Also, yeah. But um, it's in the whole... Or d'oeuvre scene it's cheese puffs and a cheese ball <laughs> so,
1: and then cheese fondue and comes up later
0: at the dinner spread the whole eating scene with roland is disgusting i literally gagged just now when i was re-watching it when he's fingering through the fondue finding whatever he lost in there and then just like stuffs it in his mouth i'm like Ugh! like that is so yeah. disgusting but i will say eating habits the eating habits of roland become quite a part of his character i mean it's it's going to continue it's, so if it grosses it's you not out to get any close better. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not going to get any better we'll tell you that right now yeah um i did notice but, for those of you last week who caught my question about does roland always have a ponytail ponytail yes! watch Episode two, it's still there. It's, we'll keep. I'll keep you posted there. week by week if anything. Changes, I was gonna but, mention that too. It's
0: still yeah, there, and still I never to. really picked up on that until mm. we started looking for it just now. So, yeah, but it's there. Um, again, one more little tidbit about David. We find out um, in that little hors d'oeuvre scene, he's a gallerist. He was a gallerist. That was his career. Yes. Which, what a like Roland says, what a ten dollar word. I don't know how one becomes a gallerist. Or what kind of art, educational background, or anything you need, um, but he was a gallerist. He was, um, and we'll we'll actually learn more about that later on. I'm Not going to give anything away, but it's of all the hoity-toity jobs to have that. Of I course, I don't is what think he he has. he's going
1: to find any gallerist help wanted ads <laughs> in the Shits <laughs> Creek uh, local you newspaper. You never know. You but never you know. know. You never know. So um, we meet another townie at the house. Jocelyn. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, Roland's wife, Jocelyn. And she's, I will say, she, I think she's one of my favorites. Agreed. She yes. is, is lovable, but like a little bit ditzy, but not always ditzy. I definitely think they portrayed her way more ditzy in this episode than in future episodes. Do you she, agree? She
1: of all of, maybe not all, but most of the like towny characters the writers or the producers changed their mind about Jocelyn at one point. It's subtle, but mm-hmm. it's distinct when that will happen. It's going to be a couple episodes in, but yeah, when we meet her, she's very like done up. Her hair is in these like I don't even know how you describe them. It's where you know you like curl it away from your face, but it's very like eighties like, curls, eighties nineties, like my sister's abs- senior pictures, exactly. Hairspray up the wazoo. Mm. Um, lots kind of, of like, a tight shirt busyness in the shirt pattern but she's cute mm. like she's a cute person and then you look at Roland mm-hmm. and you're like how did this happen like, it's a little confusing she says some of my favorite lines in this episode like some of my favorite lines of hers for the entire Ever? show I think
0: give me well, um, what are they
1: when she talks about dropping the chalk and um okay the her like so she's a high school teacher and she like super inappropriate by the way but she like jokes yes. about um like the boys loving to look at her when she drops her chalk and dressing her with their eyes when she drops her chalk and then she makes another comment later when um so we discover i think this is the first time we discover Moira's previous previous career which I'll let you talk about later. Yes,
0: I will talk about that.
1: But she has a line there where she talks about um doing cartwheels in a thong in front of the TV and that is such an unwanted visual. That the first time a, a I heard it, a disturbing
0: glimpse into their was, sex like, life. in my
1: brain. And like you're you're over you're meeting these people for the first time at dinner. I don't know. Have you ever been in a situation with overshares like that where it's just like TMI right out the gate, and you just want to like? I mean,
0: I can't think of a specific example. I'm sure that I'll come up with some, but uh,
1: like I don't even know what I would say in that situation. I would be David. So David, I'll I'm taking over your episode, fake's a but, migraine and heads yes. out. I 100% would and have done that before. So like, I get that. I got
0: to go. Peace. Um, Let's just, I just want, we'll stay on the dinner scene because I, while we're here, I don't want to like forget anything. Yes. Um, Something else we see first ever is Moira's wig. We know she had wigs, but this is the first like out and about wig she has worn out on the town. So she, you know, obviously dresses for the occasion, gets gussied up for this dinner at the mayor's house. Uh, We don't know what this wig's name was, I don't think. We did Um, not hear the name. Actually, I think throughout the show, there's only a few that we actually find out the name of, but I think she looks good. This is a it's so a maybe like a seven out of 10 for me on wig rating. What do you think?
1: Okay. The wig is I like good. This one. I really loved. She had fingerless gloves and. Oh, I didn't of, notice that. Lots of. Per- well, they were kind of covered up by the chunky pearl bra- uh, bracelets, mm. but she had lots subtle. lots of pearls around her neck. Fingerless too. gloves. Um, and then lots of pearls, lots of like architectural yep. pearls is the only way I can describe it.
0: And then, like you said, this is the first time we're hearing. We are, we know what David did. He's a gallerist. Mm-hmm. Now we know what Moira did because yes. she gives Roland that stare and he's like, you're soap opera. I was a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so now we know, which we didn't really know. You just assume she was, you know, high end, whatever. We still she technically was, don't even know what Johnny did, right? No, well, we don't yet. know that at this no. point.
1: But we but, don't know that Moira was in show business. She
0: was a soap opera star.
1: She was. Um, so, Vivian I, Blake
0: have damn it Stephanie that was one of my trivia questions oh, later
1: I'm so sorry <laughs> I wrote it in my notes I shouldn't have even it was too easy but um how about you yeah the, so she, the trivia what the soap opera was called I won't
0: say that okay all right all right I won't say that um but yeah she was in the soap opera um as a former soap opera fan Hell I yeah can,
1: Katie I knew we were, were you for yes
0: <laughs> what was your what was your soap
1: opera all my children on April Oh,
0: I never watched it. Oh. Never watched a single episode. They of it got canceled. I mean, didn't they all
1: I think to, I think like general Hospital is still floating around there in the universe.
0: I watched Days of Our Lives
1: Ooh, hardcore through Stephanie. The hourglass.
0: These are the days. hardcore like super fan you know as super fan of a teen as a teen slash tween could be because that that's, was like when I was really that's obsessed the age, with it yes. Uh, It was back in the day before DVR. mm -hmm. So I would spend a lot of time at my grandparents' house in the summer. My grandma's lineup was Days of Our Lives, One Life to Live, General Hospital. So I would watch those three. Days of Our Lives was the only one I was ever really interested in. So I would spend summers at my grandma's and then have to go back to school. And I had to learn how to program my goddamn VCR, Monday through Friday, one to two, with a five-minute padding in case there was some weird news event going on, I would come home from school, oh my God, I got to watch Days, I got to turn it on, Marlene is Possessed by the Devil, Hope is Buried Alive, Vivian's (laughs) doing all this stuff. I remember a lot of it, not all of it, but I could probably name a lot of those characters. So.
1: I was in the exact same boat with you. Um, I had a VHS that I had to, I recorded each day, had to watch it before the next day because I was going to use the same VHS and it was only two hours. So you could, I think you could record two episodes if you were kind of running behind, but right. God forbid you record over the episode before you get a chance to watch it. But then at one point, my parents, my mom had cable, and then we had this channel called Soapnet, I think, where you they would play the daytime soaps oh, the reruns during the kids. prime time. So I would mm-hmm. start watching it then. Um, but when I went away to college in Chicago, I would often have class during my soap opera window, and so I would still record it then. Mm. Um, but yeah, I watched all my children. I think I was maybe like twelve when I started watching. My uh, my stepmom got me into it, and then I was just hooked. And I don't know that I ever missed more than a week for like six years, which is a lot. Um, I think the craziest like soap—I would like buy the Soap Opera Digest in the grocery store. Yeah, I was so obsessed yes. with spoilers. Um, oh, so my God. And <laughs> I, would so watch the, I would watch the daytime Emmys with all the soap opera category winners. Um, oh Susan Lucci was on All My Children. She was like the most nominated soap oh, opera. Oh, yeah. Star. I remember her. I mean, I watched them won. too, but it was like a big deal
0: because she yes. was nominated so many times and then finally so, won.
1: <laughs> my like most extreme soap opera, I think like fandom thing was in All My Children. There's this all these crazy stupid storylines, but one of them is these women own like a cosmetics company, and Susan Lucci's character, uh, Erica Kane, uh, she has her own like competing beauty company, and they have like perfumes that they're launching that are like battling each other, and then Walmart actually, I was like 14, Walmart like actually partnered. They with sold the, the brands, company, and they sold it, and I bought that perfume, and you I wore that it. perfume. All through high school. I still have, you know, like sensory memories. You sounded like I, a you
0: smelled like a Betty White in a pantsuit suit with shoulder yeah. pads, right? Hell yeah. Is that what I'm envisioning of the scent? I just I smelled like
1: Erica Kane luxury. Like I just felt like
0: Dorothy from Golden Girls. Yes, like
1: Pine Valley. Shoulder pads. Oh no, it was like money. Uh <laughs> like money. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I smelled like money. Uh, and I wore the all through high school. And if I if I walked across that scent again, it would like take me back, man. But yeah, they say
0: hey, the olfactory um, sense is is the most connected to memories. It's so I've, strong. I did a nonverbal communications class in college, and that we learned that like that's oh, the most you. tied to memories is the sense of smell.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, while we're just quick talking about Emmys, two quick things.
1: Yes. Um, oh yes.
0: Did you watch the Emmys? You didn't watch them. I don't. I think I was texting you. You weren't watching I live, not. right?
1: It caught me by surprise. But I didn't watch live.
0: Damn, did you see the Rose family presenting? You saw pictures maybe? I did see pictures. Holy yes. smokes. They all looked so good. I just have to say. And it was so good to see them. They were presenting. They weren't up for anything. The show's over.
1: Well, of course um, they were presenting because they all won last year. And they like, swept, man. They swept. So
0: good. But damn, they looked so good, all of them. Mm-hmm. And then um two, there was a little sketch on there um uh, with former like primetime actors and it was like a an emmys help group i've been nominated but i never won i've never been nominated blah 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 and then dr phil shows up and he's like well i've won an emmy and they go yeah but it was like a daytime emmy it's not the real thing <laughs> <laughs> so it just made me laugh that you say you were watching the daytime emmys oh
1: hell yeah i was uh, for the so
0: interested in those. So. those soaps. um but anyway, we've gotten off course here. Yes, we have. Um, moving on. I think we talked enough about the dinner scene. One more thing I want to just. Oh, well, we didn't talk about Moira. You know, Roland's going to sign this contract, but he wants to be slapped like Vivian Blake, which is so awkward. And I felt really kind of bad for Moira because when I feel like from the moment her soap opera was brought up, she was kind of embarrassed and sh- ashamed about it. Yes. Like just knows it wasn't. It, it, you just get the feeling that it kind of like did her wrong at some point somehow. And she just wasn't, that wasn't a proud moment, right. a proud part of her. And had. her
1: career really didn't um, like, I guess, well, we'll find out more about her career, but I think that was like her shining moment. And she didn't really like have a lot of other opportunities after that. And that will develop further into the show, but right, it's a sore spot um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: real quick on the dinner thing, the array of food on the table, I just want to say there's, um, meat sticks, <laughs> uh, fondue, more meat and cheese platters. So a lot of cheese in this meal. Nobody's taking a dump for days. After this meal. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to point out, they have a Tupperware dill picker, pickle container. Have you seen these? A do t- you have one? Do you eat
1: wear? dill pickles? I do eat dill pickles. Do I use the containers as Tupperware? Is that why you're asking me? There, No, oh. there is a
0: Tupperware specifically made for dill pickles. I will post this, okay. post this on our Instagram because yeah. I have one. And I, it is, it's the best thing since sliced bread. It, you put the pickles in with the juice and it all goes in the bottom. And then it has a little thing that you lift up. You pull the pickles <sighs> out of the juice and then you can just grab a pickle. Oh
1: my god! And
0: my friend, a friend of mine, BJ saw it and he was like, oh my God, I got to get myself one of these. Saw it at my house, bought one two days later. It's a life-changing item. I'll, I'll uh, share some pictures. If you don't okay. have it, you need it. If you're pickle I lover. I
1: would love one. So, and yes, I am.
0: Um then I want to just quick, we're getting a little bit long here, but I want to just get like, talk about the the truck party, the gate party Mm, as Alexis. calls. (laughs) Yeah. Um, David finally shows up there and we see, you know, Alexis and Stevie went together. Alexis is in this night, this fancy dress, like little short, little skimpy dress. And Stevie's in her typical jeans and flannel pajama uh, pajamas, flannel shirt. Um, You know, Alexis is just roaming the bonfire, mingling with all these cute guys, taking selfies. Like you said, just a clear like revenge. Like I'm going to post all this on my story and everyone's going to see it and I'm doing just fine. And now I'm with a totally different type of guy. Um, It's clear. From the beginning of this episode, she's looking for like a grunge guy, you know, Mm -hmm. someone who hammers things or (laughs) someone who's dirty. Um, So, yeah, David shows up. Alexis is like doing her little social scene. He meets up with Stevie.
1: Lies about why he came there. He says that Alexis texted him help, which was a fake excuse for him to justify coming there. Clearly, she's doing just fine.
0: Yeah. You know, we see the little social scene of Shit's Creek, which is, I got to say, like pretty much, I didn't go to that many like backcountry parties and bad acts, but they were there. I mean, that's what people do, bonfires and trucks yeah. and marshmallows. And I still like to do that in my backyard and I live in the city now, but that is clearly beyond <laughs> comfort for David and he fits right in, obviously, like mm-hmm. Stevie said, but um, I want to talk about the fact that Stevie gave him a beer to bong.
1: Yes. The choices are
0: beer or beer, and then she puts it in a bong for him. Stephanie, have you ever bonged a beer?
1: I absolutely have
0: not. I we're gonna have to do a live video of you bonging beer. I feel like
1: if we get to a hundred thousand subscribers, <laughs> I will consider you guys
0: a hundred thousand subscribers. What subscribers or like or like followers on Instagram?
1: Isn't that what a subscriber is?
0: Well, you can subscribe to like Apple Podcasts or like Spotify or whatever.
1: Okay, let's say so Instagram. Instagram, let's say 100,
0: Instagram. A hundred thousand, yeah. man, that's a lot. Can we make it a
1: hard cider though? You know how I feel about beer. I
0: mean, you, whatever you want, a cider bong. If you bong that- a cider bong. I surprise. I know you're going to be surprised. I have I, surprisingly, I have bonged a beer. I know it's hard to believe. Um, I think the closest next thing is like shotgunning a beer, and I actually just did that a few weeks ago. <laughs> Do you know, do you know, what a beer life. is?
1: You break the bottle and you're the can in half. But the how do can you break it? With you don't teeth? break it
0: in half. You puncture it in the what bottom.
1: Is, what do you puncture it with? So, like,
0: you puncture it with a key or something oh, sharp. Okay. And then when you open the top, it like the pressure, it like forces it down. So okay. I think that's like a close second to bunging a beer. My okay. biggest problem with this scene is the physics of it all. There's People no way sitting in hell. down far
1: enough. Is that the thing? Like well, he's-, he's
0: not sitting down far enough. And even if he's not, there would be no beer left in that because he has never done this before. He sucks at it. Beer would be going everywhere. It just comes out. You have to just chug it. You have no choice. And then by the time he's done, the thing is still full. And I'm like, this is not realistic at all. Like he didn't even try. That is called a (laughs) continuity error in
1: television.
0: I don't know. I think he just didn't even try or maybe a continuity error, but I was really disappointed Stevie drinks with David's the rest beer that's like left Yeah, she the, drinks it out of the top, which the top. there would be none left in there. Yeah. Anyway, um, Eagle Eye viewers um, who've watched the show before will spot um, a certain Eric in the background. I don't know if you noticed him, but he is at the tailgate party.
1: When you we'll meet Eric, Eric later. because okay. We'll re- meet Eric, Eric late. later. Okay.
0: Um, Eric
1: is
0: when well, that comes to games night pretty soon okay okay so you'll you didn't we'll talk about that episode yeah we'll revisit but yeah um but he's in the background so your eagle-eyed fans that have watched before Mm -hmm. will notice that um and then when alexis finally meets up with david she does her first signature boop in the nose boop on the nose you came and boops and you'll see alexis do that a lot that is her signature move Mm -hmm. um so yeah backcountry parties
1: she does find her guy who uh Oh yeah, rugged she looking. finds her grunge guy. Yeah,
0: she finds this guy grilling meat over a trash can and just like shirt
1: with his shirt open, His shirt
0: open shirt
1: pack exposed.
0: We don't we don't know who he is yet, you know. but he is. This is our first introduction to another townie. We'll talk yeah. about soon. She um, literally like
1: goes up to him, kisses him, takes a picture, and then walks away. Like mm-hmm. it's all again. It's not self serving. It's all for revenge. Yep. Making stars so feel bad. That's,
0: that's the party. Yeah. Do you have any backcountry party stories, like good ones?
1: I mean. My, Did you have parties like this ever? I, Did you go to parties like this? I went to a few. Um, like my brothers are definitely more um, rural, rustic partiers. partiers. Like my my mm-hmm. younger brother, he lives in Iowa. They go to tailgate games all the time or tailgate. I don't know the terminal. I'm like David. A um, gate party? A gate party. They do <laughs> gate parties all the time. Um, trunk parties to me that just seems like a waste of time I don't know um but my other brother too like they live in the country they they have like a garage with a dedicated beer fridge and like fire pit and now when I go home to Michigan like that's kind of our thing and I'm realizing right I don't know when I lived there I wouldn't hang out as much just like in the garage but like now I'm seeing them so that's kind of what we do
0: we have a garage fridge now A beer fridge in our garage. Did I tell you that? No. We've graduated to white
1: adults. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, No, I've definitely been to my fair, like, it's not my, like, preferred place to be. I'd rather go to a Broadway show, but. uh,
0: They don't have a lot of those in Michigan. or Or Schitt's Creek. Or Schitt's Creek. Yeah. But they do.
1: I do have a touch of culture Again, like we shouldn't, we're learning we shouldn't Eventually. judge this tiny town that on the surface yep, looks to be one shouldn't. way. And we, we draw up connotations from our own lives and sometimes they'll be correct. And sometimes we'll be sorely mistaken, I think is how it's going to play out. So um, good I just want to talk.
0: Yeah, exactly. I just want to talk real quick about the close of this episode because yes. um, we come back, Um. you know, the the very last thing we see at the end of the dinner scene is that this town has been for sale like before Johnny bought it it was for sale for 20 years
1: exactly you know so
0: roland's like good luck selling it because i don't know who's going to want to buy it you know so that was kind of a shocker i think for johnny and moira this brings up my my one of my i will say this is one of my favorite Moira-isms from the show and from this episode and one of one, I, I will find myself just saying, um, you know, Johnny's like, look at the bright side. She said, there is no bright side, John. This is the dark side of the moon. And we'll be here another 20 years, tucked in a crater, lost to all. And that is one of my favorite more <laughs> lines. I find myself, I don't know why, not even in any context saying, lost to all, like a lot. Um <laughs> So that's kind of where the episode ends and Johnny is lecturing her, you know, I feel good about this. So if we have to fix this town up piece by piece, then we'll do it because we're roses and that's what we do. And this whole speech to me is so much a load of bullshit because I just can't picture anyone in that family Working hard at anything. Well, I know he did, you know, yeah, like I know he did eventually in, in the beginning. Like I said, we don't really know what he did, but you'll find out he had a business and he must have done that at some point. But at okay. this point in any of their lives, I can't picture any of them rolling up their sleeves to do no. anything. Um, Let
1: me, on that note, because um, bringing the episode to a close, we see their bed is. Still away from the wall where De- uh, Stevie moved it because of the drip. She just pushed the bed against away right. from the wall. So um, a temporary fix. A temporary fix, and that just that visual really made me laugh.
0: And one last thought I had about the drip—the drip of the episode—is mm-hmm. the title of the episode. Yeah. As I'm watching this, the drip is literal, but also I feel like the drip is Johnny. Like he's this naive, like mm. dumb idiot character that is just. Just thinks he's gonna have it easy and get out of here. Like the drip, you're such a drip, you know? I yep. just had this last minute thought, and I just feel like the drip is more about him and his naive character that just thinks he's gonna get the easy way out and get out of here type yeah. thing. I don't know, maybe that was kind of a stretch, but I was like, is this about the actual drip or is it about Are Johnny the, drip, the Johnny? drip? Are you the drip, Johnny? And then so.
1: that drip finds him once again to bookend the episode. Yep. And so like
0: a couple of quick trivia questions. Okay. What was, okay. So now you ruined the Vivian yeah, Blake, but what soap opera was Vivian Blake on? Do you know it? I mean, you must know it.
1: That would be Sunrise Bay.
0: Very good. Um, I just gave away this answer because we just talked about it. How long was the town listed before the roses bought it? So oh, we know that answer. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Finally, what is the awkward compliment that Moira gives to Ray when she meets him?
1: What she gives to Ray? It's um, a compliment.
0: It's kind of awkward.
1: Uh, I I don't have a guess. Says, "Oh, I love your complexion." Oh no! <laughs> <What is that laughs> <sense>? I mean, <laughs> and then, <laughs> there are unfortunately there are people who do say that. That is know. the truth. Oh my gosh! Um, and it and and
0: he doesn't say anything. He just. He just he just, every okay, doesn't say anything, yeah. Um, I want to share one more of my favorite Moiraisms. This is in the beginning of okay. the episode, children, mindless bickering is a luxury we can no longer afford. You are blind to reality, and for that, I am, I am most proud. Oh, I am most proud. I jumbled <laughs> that, but that is one of my favorite Moira lines. So,
1: there is, it's not a Moira line verbatim, but it was just a quick tidbit of their conversation in the beginning that I never caught until I just rewatched it but um so it's the morning after like the drip happens mm-hmm. or whatever and moira is in the kids room and she's having date. she asked david to massage her shoulders rub her back rub her back or something and he's like she's like i used to give you back rubs and he said yeah you charged me half my allowance many <laughs> nights when you were little yes Yes, so it, it does, I still um,
0: was surprised that he actually did that too. Like he did end up giving her a little he massage did. and I was like, that's
1: like, but that is telling of her parenting style, which we'll start to uncover more and more mm-hmm. um, as the, the really the series goes on. But that really made yeah. me laugh. I had never noticed that before.
0: Let me just quick run through my um, notes here. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Cause there was a couple things we didn't touch on in the first one. That was like, dang, I wish we would have said something about that um obviously too like if you guys listening if you think we missed anything or you want to like yes. get our take on anything please write us because um, there's just um, so
1: much to unpack in you know yeah hope. we're trying to stick under an hour sometimes we'll be better at it than others yes, but definitely um yeah it's just there's so many layers to the show and the more and more characters that are introduced like the more and more we'll have to talk about plus clearly we're good at our own tangents we're going to try yeah. to keep them relatable um but you know yes. The show is just so relatable. Yeah. It, it brings up your own, you know, personal memories little... and experiences and feelings. Um, but yeah, with that yeah, being I said, do we do we have anything else, or should we we close out this second? episode of I Nine think I Count. I think that
0: covers all I wanted to talk about really. I feel I feel all good
1: right. about this. I really yeah. do.
0: In the words of Johnny Rose. <laughs> I feel good. I feel good about this. I really um, do.
1: Especially because no one has actually heard us yet in you know real time. So like, we have no the, negative
0: feedback at our this our point. Level. So we're still in the positive.
1: We're still in the positive. Um but we appreciate any constructive feedback that comes our way just uh you know just know that we're, we're still learning. We're still trying. Um, but with that being said, thank you for coming back. If this was your first time listening, you know, thank you for joining us. We hope you'll stick around. Let us know that Katie said your thoughts on the episode. Um, and if you have questions or comments, you know, you can leave them uh, either on our Instagram or Katie has set up a fabulous email address for us at caca at shitlistpodcast.com. That's C-A-W-C-A-W. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, podcast underscore, between all those words. We'll be posting teasers. Um, and now we can officially announce we are on all major podcast platforms. So we're on Spotify, yes. podcast, Google podcast, and Apple podcast. Thank you, Katie, yep. for that. Um, so be sure to... Uh, Follow us on whichever platform you prefer. Um, Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you think we're doing a good job, we'd love a positive rating. I think it will help If you don't think we're doing a good job, we don't care. (laughs) Be honest, but be gentle. Be honest, Um, but gentle, please. Yes, please. Um, But with that being said, we hope you'll come back uh, next week. We'll be unpacking Season 1, Episode 3, entitled don't worry it's his sister and in that episode we'll be discovering the infamous town sign which we've yet to see and that causes a little bit of a scandal uh and stress for Johnny uh mm-hmm. Alexis may also be having a uh, a run-in with a certain someone she met at the tailgate in the last episode and we're going to learn a little bit more about Moira's uh previous career in the mm-hmm. daytime television spotlight I'm so excited. With that being said, uh, best wishes and warmest regards. That's bet you love.